1: This is Philly Sports with Giovanni.
2: E A G L E
1: S Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated.
2: Blitz is coming. Hurt sees it, gets rid of it. It's gone for the touchdown!
1: Here's your host, Giovanni Hamilton.
3: Football will be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for your sports betting needs. Head over to the website and use your mobile devices to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code Believe that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. And it's not just basketball online is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Right to Olympic coverage, it's the best in the business. From sports right down to your, ve- your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the Giovanni Show. Today we have on TJ McConnell from the Pacers. What is up, man?
2: How are you, my guy? Thanks for having me. I'm really excited.
1: I've been looking forward to talking to you and uh, thanks for coming on.
2: Of course, looking forward to talking to you as well. Heard so many good things about you and excited to finally chat with you.
1: Thanks, man. So uh, to start off the show, how did it feel when you shot that buzzer beater to win the game against the Knicks in Philly five years ago?
2: I really appreciate this question. Um, yeah, it was it was my second year in the NBA, and um, you know the process. We were we were right in the middle of the process, um, and. You know, that game, you know, we were on a a bit of a streak and showing the fans that we had, you know, signs to get this thing going. And, um, you know, I got the ball and the the clock was winding down and did somewhat of a fadeaway against Melo to win the game. Obviously, I think it's one of the the best things I've done in my career. Um, You know, we didn't make the playoffs that year, but – it was just a special moment for me to be able to make a shot like that at home in, in front of a, a great player like Carmelo. Yeah,
1: and to win the game and have the, the Sixers song playing was just amazing.
2: It, I mean, that song at the end of Sixers games, um, so catchy. And, you know, any time that when I was there, when they were able to play it, Um, I hate hearing it now when I'm a visiting player, but um, when I was there, um, it it was catchy, and um, the the crowd is, is just special.
1: Yeah, so I'm a Philly guy, and I love me the Sixers. Now, what was your favorite part about playing with guys like Joel Embiid in Philly, and what kind of a guy was Joel in the locker room?
2: Well... You know, I'm going to make this pretty, pretty easy um, for, a, for a player like me playing with a talent like Joel. He made my job incredibly easy. You know, all I had to do is all I had to do is throw him the ball and he essentially did the rest. Um, and that's what great players do. And he proved that um, year in and year out since he's been in the NBA. And Joel is a locker room guy. Um, people don't see this about this side of him, but he's a phenomenal locker room guy and an all around amazing person and um, just honored and happy to call him a friend.
1: Yeah. He's an amazing guy and an amazing player. Uh, What was your favorite part about playing in Philly? I mean, you got the amazing fans, you got a great team. And what was your favorite part, man? Uh,
2: I think you kind of just hinted on it. You know, in the beginning it was tough. You know, we won 10 games, my rookie year. Um, But no, we, we continue to get better each year. Um, And we were able to win 50 games my last two years in Philly. And I I would say for sure, just playing with the group that I did um, and playing in front of the amazing fans and just being in the city of Philadelphia, Philadelphia is a great city. And especially being able to eat some cheesesteaks. I miss that for sure.
1: Where was your favorite cheesesteak spot? Because I am from around Philly and this is going to start controversy, but let's start it.
2: (laughs) All right. So my favorite cheesesteak spot is Delisandro's.
1: I've never had it.
2: You need to go. It is really good. Um, I, I, I can't remember what part of it's it's outside the city I'm almost I'm almost sure I, I haven't been there for a while but it's my favorite for sure and you know obviously when I when my when I had friends come into town I would take them to Pat's and Gino's because of the whole you know how it is around there it, it looks like it looks like a carnival you know at night so yeah. that, that's where I took my friends
1: yeah so now that we're on the food topic I gotta ask I just moved to Indy recently What are
2: some good spots here? My favorite restaurant in Indy is Vita. Um, It's a great spot. Um, Good food. Nice, nice restaurant all around. But if you're looking for like steakhouses and and stuff like that, Prime 47. um, You know, it's it's downtown Indy has got pretty much the same vibe. It's it's not as big of a city as Philadelphia, but. You know, with all the chain restaurants and stuff like that, they've, you've got your Chipotle's and everything. <laughs> so, um, you know, maybe we'll have to go down to get some dinner sometime in the, in the city.
1: I would love that.
2: That'd be great.
1: So uh, how was the transition from going to the big city of Philadelphia and coming here to India and have it more of a small town feel to it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a really good question. Me, me and my wife were in Philly for four years and you get used to being in a big city um, preparing for traffic and and all that all that good stuff. And obviously the foot traffic when you're walking and stuff like that. And it's and it's totally different when you go from Philly to Indiana. But Indy has it has so much charm about it and, and has so many things to love about it. The fans are, are very good there in all their sports. Um, you know, I like the restaurants in Indy and and me and my wife live out in Carmel, um, with our 16 month old son. Um, so, and and it's
1: over in uh, Noblesville.
2: Yeah. It's both places are great. And there's just so many amazing places to live in Indy. We love it.
1: Yeah. And, uh, Carmel, I gotta say, man, it is where the uppity up people live. I go in there and I'm like, guys don't touch anything while we're here
2: <laughs> i I tell my wife that too trust me, any place we go to, I tell her not to touch anything so great minds think alike, but uh yeah, yeah Carmel's really, really good area and it's a great great place to raise a family. We're really happy.
1: They have a great school too right. So uh, back in March of 2021, you set a new record with nine steals in the first half against Cleveland. How did that feel?
2: I actually didn't know I had that many steals in the game, to be honest. Uh, You know, I was just kind of out there competing and kind of doing what I do. And, you know, one of the player development coaches came up to me at halftime and said, you just had nine steals in one half. And I was like, there's absolutely no way that that's true. And he showed me the stat sheet and, and it was true. I mean, I, I don't know. It was just the flow of the game. Really. I was just in the passing lanes and, you know, I, I feel like I had four or five steals, um, which is a lot in a, in a half. But when I saw nine, I, I couldn't believe it.
1: Yeah. That's crazy. I couldn't even imagine getting nine steals in a full game, let alone just one half.
2: That's, that's why it was hard for me to believe when, you know, when I saw it and then, you know, my teammates and some of the coaches were like, you got to get that 10th steal. And, um, you know, I didn't want to go out there and lose my man and try to gamble for a steal and, and, and make us look bad on defense. Um, you know, I was able to get that 10th steal and it was, uh, It was a good night. We got the win, and, um, you know, getting that 10 steal was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. And uh, one of your teammates after the game, Malcolm – I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher this. Malcolm Brogdon said – You got it. You are an ultimate teammate. How did that make you feel coming off of a crazy game, and he says that about you?
2: Yeah, me and Malcolm are are very good friends. And anytime you can get a compliment like that, especially from a player like him and a person like him, I mean, it's the ultimate compliment. Um, I was just humbled and honored for him to say that about me and um, consider him a very good friend. So just thankful for him.
1: Yeah, he is awesome. So I heard that you're a Steelers fan.
2: You are correct.
1: And I have what you are on right now is a football podcast. And I have a question for you. Kenny Pickett it. got drafted by the Steelers this year. How do you feel about Kenny Pickett? Because I love that guy.
2: I, I personally think he's going to be really good. Um, I was happy that we were able to pick him. I was worried that he wasn't going to be there. I thought someone was going to, was going to choose him before, but I am, I'm very excited about him, Um, you know, training going into training camp to try to be our starting quarterback. Um, I think, you know, people don't give him enough credit for the kind of year he had this past year at Pitt. You know, he was a finalist for the Heisman and, um, you know, they talk about his small hands, but, quarterbacks have been successful with small hands I don't think it matters you got to be able to read a defense and and be someone that your team rallies around and I think he does a phenomenal job of that and I'm excited to see what he can do for my Pittsburgh Steelers
1: that is one of my biggest complaints with uh fans right now is they're concerned about his hand size my producer for my show Connor is always going on about his hand size his hand size does not matter. He's a phenomenal quarterback, and I think that he's going to be the next person to carry on Big Ben's legacy.
2: I agree with you, and I appreciate you saying that. I know you're an Eagles fan, um, but but I, but I appreciate you saying that. And, um, you know, I, you know, I get kind of mad too when, you know, the fans kind of say he's got small hands. I mean, he did – his hand size didn't change – from from college to now you know so he he had a pretty remarkable college career and you're not in the finalists for the Heisman if you didn't if you didn't have a great great year so i'm excited to see what he can do
1: yeah he's going to be crazy this year tj thank you so much for coming on man
2: of course thank you for having me and now that you're in india we're going to have to bring you uh to the practice facility and do uh, gamebridge fieldhouse for a game you know come watch some practice come to a game and Then we'll go get some dinner after.
1: I would love that, man.
2: Just let us know when you want to come. You're welcome anytime.
1: All right. Thank you so much.
2: All right, brother. Have a good one.
1: You too. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Giovanni Show. Today we have on the best running back in the league, Jonathan Taylor. What is up, man?
0: What's going on, Gio? I I really appreciate you having me on today. Um, it's something special, fresh off the practice field. I get to chop it up with you, so I'm excited.
1: Thank you so much for coming on. I mean, it's it's hard to get the best running back in the league to come on your podcast, but this is this is amazing. Thank you for coming on.
0: No, thank you, man. Thank you.
1: So uh, last season, you got to show the world who Jonathan Taylor was. What was that like to go out there and just show them that you truly are the best?
0: Last season was super fun. Uh, Just from a standpoint of being way more comfortable, way more relaxed, coming in, not only myself, but every rookie in the 2020 class came in with, you know, COVID year. So learning the whole system virtually, it was really rough, especially the first time we had on field reps was during camp when, you know, everything mattered. Everything matters. But, you know, when camp, it's like we need you to be on and ready right now. So. This second year, just being able to understand the playbook and go out there and focus on how to do it at a high level was really fun because you got to really focus on your craft.
1: Yeah, and uh, I think you might even be better this year than you were last year.
0: That's definitely something that that's the goal of mine is how can I build upon last year? How can I take the knowledge that I've gained and the experience from playing last year and incorporate that this year as far as getting more in depth with the playbooks, for far as how we can check certain things versus certain coverages. And how can we run, you know, the same plays from different spots, whether I'm in the backfield or whether I'm out wide or whether I'm in the slot. So just knowing a lot more of the ins and outs of the playbook is a huge part of going into this year.
1: Yeah. And uh, I think that you're just going to be super fun to watch this year again, like last year, you were just, crazy out there you are a menace to the defense
0: thank you very much man i appreciate that.
1: so uh what was your favorite part about last season you had that breakout season
0: i think my favorite part about last season was being able to have fun have fun on game days my rookie year game days were extremely fun i mean you're playing on an nfl field every sunday but my second year, it was I'm playing on an NFL field on Sundays and I'm able to really let loose. You know, you're focused, but you're able to kind of put your own style and flair on your to your play style. Like I said, my rookie year, it was a lot of learning, um, especially with the unfortunate uh, incident with Marlin going down. I was put into that role where I had to be ready to go every single week. And it was a big learning curve, especially. You know, thinking I'll have Marlon to be able to talk to and, and watch as he operates on the field, and with him going down, and then me needing to step into that role, it was I needed to you know go quickly. I needed to catch up very, very quickly. So last season, I think the most fun part was being able to to go out every single Sunday and be free. You know, knowing my assignment, knowing what I'm supposed to do, but being able to add my own flair and style to it.
1: Yeah. So. Uh... Who's your best friend on the team, if you have one?
0: Uh, well, I'm super close with everybody, everybody in the running back room. Um, but it, it's been it's been a lot of fun people. Darius, uh, especially EJ Speed. So last year, EJ Speed was my locker buddy, and so was Ben Banagoo. So we spent a lot of time together. Um, of course, Ryan Kelly, Quentin Nelson. I mean, those guys. They take care of me. So. Anytime, you know, we get a chance to sit down and chop it up, it's it's always a good time. But um, I will say so far, uh, the running back room, we spent a lot of time together as far as dinners and, you know, hanging out with one another. So they've been a really huge help, especially Naheem. I mean, ever since I've stepped foot into this building, Naheem has been a huge part of my success that I've had.
1: Yeah and uh, just watching hard knocks seeing how the team is like a family i love that about the colts organization
0: that's what it is man it's a it's a family and when you spend so much time together with with these people you understand their families you understand what they enjoy you understand what they dislike so you really get to know them on a more in-depth level and you wouldn't think so but it's just when you spend so much time with someone they really become a, a friend of yours and you're able to go through the same struggles whether it's on the field off the field and that's something that you guys share
1: yeah and that's just it's so amazing to see the Colts be like that because I feel like not a lot of teams are as close as you guys are and just to see you guys like a family is just amazing
0: oh man, it's been the, it's been the best and I don't know what it's like in other places but I'm so glad and and fortunate to be here in this organization.
1: Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of great running backs out there, current and past. But who do you model your game after?
0: So growing up, I watched Arian Foster and Adrian Peterson a ton. Um, Those two guys, they just kind of set the the bar and the standard for me. With Arian Foster, he was a bigger back. But for his size, he was so smooth in and out of his cuts. Um, So he kind of just flowed like water. So um, that was just a a big thing for me being kind of a bigger bat. You know, I really wanted to be smooth in anything I did. And then Adrian Peterson, you just talk about total domination, speed, power, agility. I mean, just being able to be the complete package. I think that's something that intrigued me about AP was that he was able to to beat you with speed he was able to beat you with power he was able to make you miss it was just a complete package
1: yeah and that's that's what it's all about but uh who was your favorite player to watch growing up
0: so my favorite player to watch growing up was 100% Arian Foster um just seemed like every time he ran the ball it just every yard he had came so effortlessly it was it was just like, I'm running outside zone. I see a hole here. I'm going to cut. I mean, the cut was flawless. Now I'm going outside. I'm going to make him miss. I mean, it was, it was like poetry watching him run.
1: Yeah. That's what it's like watching you run. I mean, you're just going, going, Oh, you're going to get tackled. Just kidding. You break out of it and go, and keep going. And it's just crazy.
0: Thank you. I mean, that's just something i I've tried to tried to model my game after because those are, The guys who won, I enjoyed watching And two, They had a lot of success. So if I can put myself in the best position like those guys and continue to work, hopefully those good things will happen as well for me.
1: Yes, sir. So uh, I'm local to Indy now. I moved out in Noblesville, but uh, what are some good food places?
0: Some good food spots, 100%. I would definitely say go to Anthony's Chop House. That is an amazing spot of mine. Um, Another spot I will say is, okay, there's this one spot. It's called Live Happy, Be Healthy. They serve these great protein shakes, but they have like, oh my gosh, you can get sugar cookie flavored uh, uh, protein smoothies. You can get strawberry shortcake, and they're all under 250 calories. I mean, it's mind-blowing. I don't know how they do it, but they taste amazing and they're they're healthy. So I, I love that spot.
1: I'm definitely going to check it out then.
0: Um, You have to. I mean, they have a ton of – I can't even think of all the flavors they have.
1: <laughs> so uh, what is your favorite thing to do in Indy that's not football-related?
0: So I just did this not too long ago, but it was the canal walk. And they have like these um, paddle boats that you can get on. Um, and that was that was really fun. That was the first time I've experienced that. So I would definitely say going down to the canal walk and getting on those paddle boats. That was the most fun thing I've done in Indy so far.
1: I'm going to have to check it out. Where is it?
0: It's right. It's like right downtown. Um, it was by a firehouse. I remember it was by a firehouse. And it was oh my gosh, like it's just so fun. Just people walking on the sides, and you got other people in the in the paddle boats. There's a little water fountain there that it's a big water fountain that sprays up a, a fountain. So it was a really it was a really fun day. Nice outside, sunny. You should definitely do it.
1: I'm definitely gonna check it out. Um what is your favorite part about being an indie cult? I would
0: say my Favorite part about that would be the fans. Um, they make this a, a super special place to play. Um, a lot of times you can go to places and and the fans, I just don't think they they show as much consistent energy and love for their team as as Indy does. I mean, every single week, Lucas Oil is packed. Lucas Oil is electric. The fans are in it until the very last second of the game. And that gets us going. I mean, we thrive off the crowd. So it truly means a lot. And and the fans are what makes Lucas Oil a special place to play.
1: It truly is a good stadium to be at on Sundays because the fans are good. They're not rowdy. They're not mean, but they are passionate about the team.
0: That's what that's what it's all about. And we, we truly feed off that energy. I don't know how much the fans know that we do, but we truly feed off of their energy.
1: You can see it, especially in Darius. He is crazy.
0: Oh, my. He's, <laughs> he's, he's a ball of energy, but he, he ignites us. I mean, he's a true leader. And when we see him in his element and he's out there showing all of his passion, it makes you want to to match his intensity and go out there and be at your best.
1: Yeah, so uh, what is your favorite team to go against and what is your favorite defense to go against?
0: So my favorite team to go against, as of right now, my favorite team to go against would be any team I have not played yet. I know I was talking to Naheem about it a lot. Um, So far he's played every single NFL team so as of right now, I still have not have yet to play every single NFL team. Um, so that is something very high on my list just because, I mean, I'm blessed to be here. So to be able to play against every NFL team, that, that would be something that's truly special. So anytime we have someone new on the docket that I have yet to play, I always, always love playing them. And then as far as defense, uh, I really love, I really love our, our conference, our, NFC, our AFC South conference. They play us tough every time. And what you want to do is you never want anything easy. So Jacksonville, um, Tennessee, Houston, I mean, they play they play us tough every time because, one, we play each other twice a year. So you're able to get that much more film study on them. You know, you know the opponent. Um, and it's always a tough game. So being able to go out there and know that these guys know a little bit more about us, and we know we're going to see them again. It's, it's fun and exciting because it makes you continually to have to try and get better.
1: Yeah. So uh, a follow-up question to your favorite team to go against. What is your favorite team that you're looking uh, in your schedule for?
0: I would definitely say Denver, just because um, Melvin Gordon, so another running back, a Wisconsin running back. So being able to to have the opportunity to – Kind of watch him live and in person, and being able to to connect with him. Anytime I could connect with any of you know former Badgers, even if I had not played with them uh, at the University of Wisconsin, it's a special thing. Especially him being a running back, so um, he's definitely another player that I looked up to, especially in college. So being able to to be there with him will be really cool.
1: I'll be watching for that jersey swap.
0: That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping (laughs) no one else locked that up because that that's going to be something special if I'm able to to swap with him
1: yeah so you're going against the Eagles now they have a crazy good linebacker core now after this draft what are you without spoiling it and giving too much away what are you hoping to do to get past the linebackers
0: I'm really gonna have to pull out all the stops they (laughs) had they have two linebackers I know really well Um, Sean Bradley and then of course TJ Edwards um, who played at the University of Wisconsin with me and I know TJ Edwards has a nose for the ball so it's going to take fundamentals and technique one to to get past TJ and it's going to take a little bit of it's going to take a little bit of swagger a little bit of edge to get past Sean because Sean brings the intensity every single time he plays so uh, it's going to be fun it's going to be exciting it's going to be my first time playing against the two of those guys so uh, I'm excited.
1: Jonathan Taylor, thank you so much for coming on today and uh, talking to me about the Colts. Um, I'd love to have you on again sometime. And uh, I wish you the best of luck this season. I know you're going to ball out.
0: Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you having me on. Appreciate you spending some time with me. Uh, I'm definitely going to have to check that microphone out because that is, <laughs> I still can't get over that, man. That's really cool.
1: Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll have to... Uh, connect with you on the games too we'll run some Warzone.
0: Hundred percent, man that, that'll be awesome
1: all right thank you so much for coming on
0: no thank you man thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star
2: rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for
3: b-l-e-a-v on youtube